Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello, everyone. Hello, Julie. Uh, welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet that brings you news about dragon space, ladies, and other things that matter. I am Dan Selke, editor of Winterscoming.net. Here with Mia Johnson of DorkSideOfTheForest.com. And uh, Mia, how are you doing in this random universe that throws stressors at you and just expects you to take it in and deal with it? How 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 are you faring? You know what? I'm handling it quite well. You know, I want if there's like other planets, like how easy is Earth compared to all the other planets? They just have it like made in the shade on Mars or something. I wonder. Or Tatooine, I, perhaps. <laughs> I would say it's easier in that there is life. You know, on other planets there isn't life to like be easy or hard. I, I don't go through a lot. Like I have like. I'm getting my my COVID shots. I have like a separate medical issue just happening over the same time as this. I'm go- I'm going to the doctor a lot oh, th- wow. this past couple. Of- I don't know why. It just all happened at once. And we got a cat. It's not here in the room. Oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> and it's just been it's been very loud. I'm not gonna lie. It's I know cats meow, but this cat right. has been meowing like almost nonstop, and it's been hard to sleep. So. Aww. Um, but it's very cute otherwise. Oh, that, I love that. <laughs> so those are my stressors. Pretty not bad in the grand scheme of things. And hey, everyone. Hey, Diane. Hey, Julie. Today we have, of course, a full, wonderful show for you, full of juicy news, discussion, gossip, opinion, and hot takes. And I thought we'd start, as we love to do, with the world of ice and fire, Westeros of Seven Kingdoms, which is getting a renewal of interest and fascination now thanks to the filming of House of the Dragon, HBO's Game of Thrones prequel show set over a hundred years before Game of Thrones, when Targaryen fought Targaryen, brother fought brother, half-sister fought half-brother, aunt and uncle, families on dragons fighting each other. It's all happening. And one of the things that has always distinguished Game of Thrones and will distinguish this show is the sheer size of the cast. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) I think back on the shows that I liked growing up in, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and, like, even someone like Buffy, which was, like, it ran for seven seasons, it had, like, you know, a rotary cast of, like, six main people. Like, that was kind of, like, the norm. And then Game of Thrones comes in, it's just like, no, you will know all these names of these dozens of characters, and you will like it. Um, So, we keep getting new people added to the cast, and the most recent one is an actor some of you may recognize. It is... Outlander star Graham McTavish, a Scottish actor of 60-some years. There he is in a kilt. (laughs) I'm going to guess that's from Outlander. I don't actually watch the program. (laughs) As Dougal McKenzie, he was, uh, I believe, the dwarf Dwalin in the Hobbit movies. He voices... One of the dwarfs in the Hobbit movies. Yeah. He voices Dracula in the Castlevania show on Netflix. He's he's one of the who's like been around for a long time. He's yeah. done it all. And he looks like the kind of guy who would fit into a Game of Thrones show, don't you think? I think so, yeah. Looks the part. <laughs> I yeah, had to Google just, him again. I was like, it, it looks like he's familiar. I think I'm remembering him from The Hobbit because it seemed like he's just one of those guys that you see and you're like, oh, he looks kind of familiar. 
I don't remember any of the dwarves from The Hobbit, except maybe the one who was with the elf lady and they had a terrible romance. I hate those movies. But anyway, um, Graham McTavish, a, a very established talent, um, a, a, a talent who's like often cast in these sort of like kind of fantasy period pieces because he just because he works for them. I mean, look at him. Yeah. Like yeah. a kind of gruff guy with a beard standing six foot two and sort of period clothes there. He just looks like he would do well. In this sort of milieu. Yeah. And people are very excited about it on Twitter. This Our tweet about it like blew the hell up. Wow. As Lamont, as, uh, Lamont says, Dwalin is Balin's younger brother. <laughs> Super. <laughs> He's one of the ones with the beard. <laughs> yeah. And Julie, you remember him. And I know you want to see my cat. Maybe later. Her name is Bobo. We're trying to ease oh. her in. There's a whole name controversy. I would never poly. No, whatever. That's, that's not her name <laughs> there. Anyway, um... Yeah, he, he's established, he's good, he's talented. We don't know who he's playing. We have a shot of him actually on set in, you know, mm-hmm. an outfit yeah. with a robe and a shirt. It's yeah. not like we tell much. So, what's interesting is that they haven't announced this guy. Like, he's he's a pretty, he's, he's a fairly big name so far as, you know, actors on this level go. But they haven't, he, 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 he's better known than most of the cast, save Matt Smith. But they haven't announced him, which tells you just how big the cast is. Like, I, yeah. I wonder who else they have in reserve. Yeah, it sounds like the, like the Knives Out thing. Like, they've been slowly dripping out, like, the cast, like Janelle <laughs> Monae, Dave Bautista. Um, so, this kind of fascinating to be like. Wait, Janelle Monae? That was just announced today. She's in it? <laughs> or that broke movie today, is going least. crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it also reminds me of Obi-Wan because they had like this full casting announcement and they were like, here's this nice graphic and Christensen and Ian McGregor. Um, but then like Variety or Hollywood Reporter, one of those people also broke that um, this actress named Maya Erskine is also going to be in it. So I was like, but wait, there's more? Um, so it's kind of fascinating to see this parallel with Game of Thrones to be like, oh, we are there are going to be some people in this show. Um, and maybe he has a special role. So that's why they've been kind of like tight on it. I don't know. Speaking of his special role, um, by the way, Christian had an uncle Bobo. <laughs> you know what, Christian? We knew we named her after it. Um, we don't know who he's playing, but we have some good guesses. The Internet has some good guesses. So, we've gone over, but I, I always like to recap just so we know everything. Dance of the Dragons, Alison Hightower versus Rhaenyra Targaryen, yeah. two mm-hmm. people, two sides of a war, they both want the Iron Throne, Rhaenyra for herself, Alison for her son Aegon, battle, 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 good times, fun. We think he might be a character named Lionel Strong, who is the Lord of Harrenhal, which is which appeared on Game of Thrones. That's where Arya was held prisoner for a bit in the second season. Big old castle, huge, burned down by even like Matt Smith Targaryen's ancestors when they came over on dragons. It's been old and ruins for a long time. And the thing with Harrenhal is always that whoever has it is said to be cursed because they tend to like, again, it's very like <laughs> a defense against the dark arts kind of thing. Whoever has yeah. the Harrenhal is doomed to meet a bad end. And he's no exception. Uh, he's the Lord of Harrenhal. He's the father of a character who gets involved with Rhaenyra Targaryen, Emma Darcy, the main, one of the main combatants on the black side of things. But maybe, I don't know, he could be Boros Baratheon, a Lord of Storm's End, Robert Baratheon's ancestor, mm-hmm. who is one of those guys who um, kind of plays both sides a little bit in the conflict. Like, when it breaks out, right? They're all like... Yeah. You'll fight with me, right? No, you'll fight with me, right? And if you're some characters are like, of course, I'll fight with you. And he's like, eh, let's wait this out. See what side's better. <laughs> Ooh, that's always a fascinating character. Kind of like, what yeah. is he going to do? Mm. Exactly. 
Which, um, and then finally, we got Sir Harold Westerling, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard under King Viserys Targaryen I, which we think that's the one because there was like a casting call earlier where it said looking for a guy to play Harold Westerling. He's an older knight. He's like a mm-hmm. warrior. Look at this guy. He just gives yeah. off warrior vibes. Because <laughs> it, like he's not a very big part of the book, but if I'm right, they're going to take their time in the first season, sort of setting up everything before, like, the actual yeah. battling starts. So, he perhaps they're giving him a juicier part in the first, because he dies, like, pretty early on. Oh. I, I don't think of anything, like, horribly untoward. I, I don't recall how okay. he died. I think it was just, like, you know, sometimes you die of old age. It happens. Yeah. Um, even on Game of Thrones. So, he could, I, I think he'll be, he's probably in that role. And okay. the guy who secedes him... As Lord Commander is Kristen Cole, who is the guy we talked about before, the knight who is with Rhaenyra really close, and then this mm-hmm. mysterious split, and uh, nobody knows exactly why, but he goes from best of friends, might be in love with her, to total hates her, wants to beat yeah. her, sides against her. So, the tapestry is being woven, Mia. It's being it woven, the tapestry. Are are you excited to, 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 to look at it and... And untangle the threads of all these people. <laughs> yeah, the more I hear about it, the more excited I am to have something new and have something fresh in the world of Game of Thrones, or at least, you know, see how they execute this um, new material. Because it seems like there is just a huge, you know, field of opportunity that's open to them. And you've got all these interesting characters and so many. Also, like the pacing, like you said, so many ways they can either kind of like rush through a certain point or. Or focus on this, you know, let his character live a little longer. So, I, of course, don't know much about the story. But as you unfold it to me, I'm like, I am ready for this. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Like, right? Like, Game of Thrones yeah. is, is a, it's, it's, it's a lot of yeah. narrative. It's a lot of character. And this is definitely along those lines. But before we go any further, and I'll talk more about what I mean. Let's have a quick word from our sponsor. Um, Manscaped. Let me set the scene for you. You're in a wood. It's dark. It's overgrown. It's crowded with angry brambles and thorns that bite. They pierce you. They bite you. If only you had a weapon to cut through the oppressive thicket and let the forest breathe again. This is a metaphor. And lo, now you do with a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Trusted by millions of men worldwide, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your sensitive grooming needs. If you're interested in joining the Brotherhood of the Forest Clearing, we have an exclusive offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. And the Mighty Lawnmower isn't the only Manscaped thing they have to offer. There's also Manscaped deodorant to keep the sacred forest fragrant. And there's also Manscaped toner to tone that same forest. You wouldn't want to be untoned, would you? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Anyway, yeah, um... Big story. <laughs> Hold it together, man. Uh, big story. Big commitment. But again, if they mm-hmm. did it for Game of Thrones, um, why not um, work for this? Did you? This is kind of off topic a little bit, but did you read today that Jeff Bezos, head of Amazon, richest man in the world, or like top three, uh, has everyone making shows for him report to him 
and make sure they check off this list of like things to have an iconic television show. Oh, wow. It was really interesting. It was like... Seems like he's not the person to be making those decisions. <laughs> I... Yeah. I would agree with that. It, it seems like uh, he must have other things to care about, Jeff Bezos, than, yeah. than this. But no, it was like... Um, like a, 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 a like protagonist who undergoes change, magical Whoa. powers. I know, right? It's really vague. <laughs> you got to have like uh, audience, uh, like a wish fulfillment. So give them some kind of power to do. I'm not kidding. That's what that's what it said. <laughs> I can imagine like the USC student film school UCLA who is like looking at these demands like. Yeah, duh. Maybe the magic is like the one thing where, <laughs> depending on the genre, it's like you you don't think we're trying to tell a cohesive story, sir? I would I would probably be laughing at that. Like, <laughs> well, maybe not in the writers' room, depending on where you're at. But you know, it sounds dumb to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds dumb to me too. I mean, and yeah. I wonder if like if 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 holding shows to that kind of like you know, uh, template is gonna crush creativity a bit. But we'll see with this next show that he is making over at Amazon, uh, The Wheel of Time. Um, definitely the... I'm going to say, yeah, definitely the biggest fantasy book series to come out in the last, like, 30 years, I'd probably say. Like, the one that had the yeah. most impact. It's like Lord of the... Well, something we can, like, rank the biggest fantasy series in the world. We can talk about them in depth. But that's definitely a big one. Amazon's <laughs> making a, a Wheel of Time show. And I'm, it, apparently it will be uh, beholden to Jeff Bezos's checklist of things need to go down. Happily, it's pretty traditional, so I don't think it would have a hard time checking them off. And we're lucky because today, one of those wonderful things happened where a Amazon account from Germany tweeted out a video it shouldn't have and then deleted it like that. But... We know how this happens, right? It gets in yeah. the water. It's in there. We don't get out. That is Rosamund Pike Academy Award nominee or winner. Whatever. Academy Award something. Rosamund Pike as Moiraine Damodred, one of the a sorceress character who is kind of like the Gandalf of the story. Before, <laughs> they showed us like just up close her face. Now we have kind of her outfit, her arms <laughs> yeah. upstretched doing some magic. Some folk have like... Said it looks very like Ann Taylor Loft, the outfit, which I think was kind of funny. Like she went and bought that at like an outlet yeah. mall. But um, I think it looks fine. What was really cool, though, was, again, because this is the internet and you get a mm -hmm. short little clip, you can look at anything. Some folk like zoomed into the background and they got us our first glimpse of a Trolloc, which is a sort of. It's an orc, basically. It is an orc from Lord of the Rings, but they're different, uh -huh. and they have, have animal heads fighting against... There it goes. Oh, I fighting see it. I have to Do you see it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. People have... People are good, man. People are talented. <laughs> it, oh, that's hilarious. I was going to make a Bigfoot joke. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the spotting of Bigfoot, and literally no. someone in that Twitter thread commented, <laughs> it looks like the same thing. <laughs> but wow, eagle eye. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if you give us anything, you, you know the internet will will go for it. Yeah, yeah I think it looks pretty cool. It's not really, it's still not enough to like really, um, go off on anything. As Julie says, the Trollic Claws. I think it looks pretty awesome too, Julie. Like you can tell it's got like a ram's head or something, and obviously oh. a big hulking beast, and it looks practical. Like this is like an early shot. You know, mm -hmm. there's always a danger in these like big fantasy or sci-fi shows that you think they might try and just like 
let's just make everything out of out of computers and just yeah. like put it up there. But that's clearly a guy in a costume. And I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, you know, making baby Yoda a puppet or a little Grogu, you know, not going for like the CGI prequels Yoda. I think we've kind of have had enough of the overly CGI sort of things. I think so. Yeah. It, 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 isn't it funny how it's kind of turned back from that? Like back in the day when George Lucas was making his Star Wars prequel movies, like he was, all, I, I, I remember he was all about like, um, oh, uh, the, the, the future is all CGI. Green screens yeah. forever. <laughs> Green screens for everyone. I don't want to have to talk to another human being as long as I live. <laughs> I would just prefer to put everything in here. And I mean, you, you you could imagine back then that it might have all gone that way. I mean, mm-hmm. Dante's getting better. And I'm happy it didn't. Like, it, it does look like they're, like, not only did kind of more naturalized shooting and sets and effects and everything stick mm-hmm. around, there's almost been a revival. I mean, with stuff like with, with stuff like Game of Thrones, just famous for going on and kind of uh, going yeah, to natural location. locations. Yeah. Or the Mandalorian now. I mean, it, it has like a really advanced scientific thing where mm-hmm. it kind of projects the background under it, but it made sure to still keep the realistic feel. Exactly. Or like Chloe Zhao, who was um, just one for Nomadland making the Eternals. She's huge on natural location shots. So I am big on it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. I like that George Lucas's prophecy did not come to pass. Yeah, just really quickly, this is like almost skipping ahead to what are we watching? Because I watched The Mummy Returns for the first time <laughs> over the weekend, uh, loaded with CGI to the point where that's where like they mm-hmm. had The Rock as the Scorpion King, just like so terribly, you know. So yeah, practical effects, I'm all in for. Um, there are some instances where CGI comes in, like I had just seen a, a post where someone was saying in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like... When they were having that big fight on top of the big red truck, like the scenery was CGI, yeah, yeah, which yeah. you would never have guessed. But I think, you know, there's a time and a place. So what a Oh yeah, it's like yeah. and you can use CGI now to augment what you have, mm-hmm. but not it hasn't gone the way of like it, it's just everything it is. Right. I mean, for that there's animation. I think we have a great and of course segue. it makes it harder yeah. <laughs> some things, but yeah. I mean, because it's real, real real people. But I'm very much glad it's still in the conversation. I'm glad people like you know, Game of Thrones are still pushing for it. And I think yeah. House of the Dragon, too. It's like it's all been natural locations. They haven't really seen a lot of green screen stuff. So cool on that. All right, Mia, what should we talk about next? Um, Let's talk about a CGI superhero, anti-hero, anti-villain. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of trailers coming out. Um, I think some of them look pretty good. We thought we'd yeah. take a quick look at one of the big ones from this month. Who's going to go see Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage? That's a real... Okay, Mia. So, Mia, (laughs) tee us off. (laughs) All right, should I set the clip? I mean, yeah, Venom 2, it's coming out. It was delayed, obviously, because of COVID. And now it's... We've got Eddie Brock and Venom are back, and they're better than ever. So, I think we've we've got a clip. So, Mia, what makes you interested in in Venom 2? Because I'll be honest... I don't know. I could probably live without it. It's like Marvel is like um, filet mignon and like DC is like a decent sirloin and Sony is like the spam of the superhero oh, It's like a golden universe. corral steak, you know, it's, it's something <laughs> to <go>. eat. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also, I think I'm kind of with you 
Except for maybe because it's still kind of Marvel, I'm a little bit more into it. And sure. um, you said you didn't, you're, you don't remember if you've seen Venom. Um, I honestly the, don't remember. At the end, they did tease this whole Cletus Cassidy, um, you know, Carnage is coming. And I think what Venom is kind of trying to sell is the fact that it is Carnage and everyone knows like it's one of the greatest uh, you know, Spider-Man villains almost of all time. You know, he, he just, yeah, he's a redhead. That's, it's so menacing. <laughs> um, the problem for me, and I don't know if this is a problem yet because we haven't really seen where Sony is going, is that I believe Andy Serkis, who is directing this, said that it's going to have himself. like no involvement of, uh, no involvement with Spider-Man. It's not really going to connect to the, mm-hmm. um, MCU, which to me, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that because Sony on its own has still just been kind of okay with their Spider-Man movies. But then when you team them up with someone like Kevin Feige and everyone at the MCU, (laughs) it gets better. Someone talented, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Venom 1 was not super memorable. It felt to me like a movie that should have come out in 2008 but it's still just, it entertained me just enough to be like, okay, I'll see what they have going on next. It was very successful. I mean, it, it yeah. got a huge hit, especially abroad. So I, I understand why they make another one. I mean, as, as a spider fan, do, do you feel hoodwinked? Cause like, cause, cause, cause we know about like the weird legal dealings behind the scenes. People, you don't yeah. know about this. Like where Sony owns the Spider Man rights, but spider-man himself also appears in marvel movies Mm -hmm. because disney paid them i'm gonna guess approximately all the money (laughs) to get the character (laughs) in these movies yeah but he's not like they share custody of this one character but sony has the rights to all the other spider people so they're gonna Mm -hmm. make a venom movie and a madam web movie whoever i mean i don't know who that is but like not not a hugely popular character or anything yeah um it it is this weird halfway thing where obviously you would want tom holland to show up in these things Mm -hmm. to kick something or spray this this thing but uh like the 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 lawyers would be all over them like and i i'm sure like most folk just think like where's spider-man venom's here like they're they're not gonna like go look this crap up Mm -hmm. and why would they do you feel hoodwinked at all? Like, should they just do whatever it takes to get him in there? Or do you recognize that, um, okay, it's a weird legal situation? I don't mind. This kind of feels like a remnant of a bygone era now where the Marvel Universe was broken up. You've got the X-Men. Yeah, it you've does. You've got um, Fantastic Four and the Sony thing going on. Um, but yeah, you're right. Sony held Tom Holland hostage, <laughs> you know, before Disney paid the big bucks, I'm sure, to to bring him back because I feel like <laughs> Only they imagine are... imagine how much money changed hands. Yeah. I, want, I don't want to say jealous, but it, it feels like they're trying to cling on because they're like the last survivor of these people who have Marvel rights that are no longer owned by... Uh, that are, yeah, not owned by Disney. So... I want to give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt and, you know, maybe see where they go with Venom 2 and with Morbius. I cannot say, you know, in full integrity that is it's going to match even uh, the MCU and what they've done or even some of the new Spider-Man oh, movies. no way. Um, 
So it's either like a ticking time bomb before Disney, you know, Disney is this massive, just sucking up everything to the point to where they can buy back Spider-Man. But I think Sony is hanging on for dear life. They're going to try all that they want. So I'm going to give them the time to work Venom out and all that stuff out. But I think everyone wants to see Marvel the way it was meant to be, which is all these characters across Fantastic Four and X-Men and Avengers and Spider-Man coming together doing what they do best. Um, but so. not at the cost of making a corporate <laughs> trust that needs to be busted. Um, you know what? It's the it price might been- of keeping Disney from having its hands on absolutely everything <laughs> is that we don't get the best but, Spider-Man yeah. movies. I'm willing to pay that price. I will say it might have been different if Marvel itself retained the rights to all of its characters. Maybe not under the Disney umbrella because it's Marvel. Marvel you know, owns yeah, Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, when you add Disney on top of it, now mm-hmm. Disney's got mm-hmm. Star Wars and Disney's got, you know, now they've got Fox and Avatar. Then that's where it gets complicated. Oh, God, Avatar. I forgot about yeah. Avatar. They have all the anime <laughs> stuff. They have Pixar. They have everything. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I, yeah, well, I can't blame day. Sony. Maybe not. The, the, there were some other good trailers around. Like the, the, it, have you watched the one for uh, The Green Knight? Um, no, I didn't even know. You I should. Like, that that, that even, a lot I thought of waves. it came out or, yeah. Oh, it was one of those that was like gonna come out last year and then, you yeah. know. So they have a new trailer. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not going to watch it, but I, I think it looks really, really cool. Um, it, it's getting a lot of speed and I'm not really quite sure why. It's like a, it, it's a King Arthur story, but wait, the twist is it's good or that it looks really interesting and cool and yeah. kind of artistically <laughs> shot and moody and atmospheric in a way yeah. that looks intriguing. I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, we got a Stranger Things 4 teaser looking pretty good. Yeah. About yeah. 11's... Uh, Asylum Life, or Before She Got Out, which is always good, creepy, horror movie, cliche kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. I love. Um, Beyond that, that was the wrong word, cliche. Horror movie staple. There you go. That's the one. (laughs) Again, no sleep, cat, and medical. Um, Beyond that stuff, are you watching anything? Beyond Um, beyond trailers? Are you, you, uh, rather than watching what you're going to watch, watching anything in full? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm still keeping up with The Bad Batch. Um, they aired episode two last Friday, and it's still, it's, it's still decently really good. And I do like that they've gone back to the first episode was like 70 minutes, and now they've kind of gone to that like under 30 minute episode. So it's really easy and digestible. And, um, that's nice. Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I was saying, I don't know if this is Stockholm syndrome where I'm just like, so embedded in Star Wars, I have no choice. Um, but I legitimately think that um, the animated TV shows now are providing enough tempting lore in Star Wars history to where I'm like actually motivated to watch them and not pass it off as a kid still. Um, so like they, they introduced some really interesting concepts in the Bad Batch about like why did the clones in Order 66 turn and you know what happens to if you're a clone and maybe you didn't turn, where do you run? Where do you hide? Um, you know, what evil things are the Empire doing now that they are taking control of the galaxy? So it's like, you still, I think we had this conversation with Chelsea last week. You still have to, like, want to care this in depth about Star Wars. <laughs> if you're like, no, I just like the movies, then you probably won't care about watching the shows because they're a lot. But I've been enjoying it so far. It's it's fun. Cool. It's it's fresh. Yeah. Something. To, I mean, I, I, I watched the first show. I, I didn't watch the most recent one. Maybe I will, especially if it's only like 20 minutes. Yeah, have it on know, the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 
I don't like doing that. Like, I'm on the background. Like, what's what's the? Then I'm not really watching. I know. It. I know. I always say I'm going to do that, and then I'm like, oh, what is what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, I may as well just give it my full attention. Something about it doesn't quite have me fully on board, but I will try to get on board. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the thing I'm saying. It's like you either really care <laughs> or you really don't. It, it kind of feels like there's no in between. Like, I really want to know about this, or I'm happy to just kind of ex- accept. You know the movies, and let that be that. I mean, like I, I was into the Mandalorian. Like honestly, yeah. I wanted to watch yeah. that a lot. Something about this isn't really pulling me in. Um, as Julia says, she left through the Walking Dead, which yeah, that had a big episode last uh, heard, this past yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. A very artistic sort of a departure. Good stuff going on over on Undead Walking. I think I want to. I'm shout watching out. the Nevers too. Yeah. Oh, Are you yeah, up with yeah. that? I mean, you did. Um, oh yeah, this would have been a new one. Did you partake of the latest Nevers? No, I feel like I want to wait till they all come out <laughs> so I could just binge it all well, the way through. Well, there's only one more. Wow, that's that went by so fast. It's a weird but thing because like six. Well, like okay, it's a weird thing. Like they were supposed to shoot more, but then guess who came knocking, Mister Pandemic. Ooh. Um, so it's this one, and the next one is the last one for this chunk. I don't know if they're gonna go shoot the rest of the season one episodes, or they're gonna wait and see how it did, or what. I see, but um. Yeah, I'm still liking it. Uh, Julie, I, I'm 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 definitely again, I'm into the distinctiveness of it. I like how singular it is, I like how different it feels. I, I like the point of view, which is just uh very quirky and a little strange off kilter. I like the dialogue that is sort of twisting in a way that like you have to pay attention to kind of get all the little twists mm. and pirouettes and nuances, which which I enjoy. Um that that latest episode it is like a little frustrating it feels like it has so many ideas that it kind of like is just rushing ahead of itself sometimes especially this latest one like it was getting all into this um they're trying to like find i think that alien ship thing that gave them all the powers in the premiere but like the, the, they don't say it and it already has a name <laughs> but i was never told the name <laughs> And there's a character just kind of is part of the group now, even though he didn't really get integrated in any way. Like, it it just seems to skip a lot. Mm. And I don't, I wish it would slow down. But I also kind of admire, like, the the headlong energy it has. Like, it's so full of crap it wants to do that it it just can't contain itself. I do appreciate that about it. And it, it is... I like that it's made with intent and heart. You know, you can tell people cared about this. Mm-hmm. You can tell Joss Whedon cared about this, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> but he's gone. And I would be very curious. Um, I-, I am very curious to see if they show up, what it will be like at, cause since he's now out of the picture. I'm definitely mm-hmm. curious about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still enjoying it. And I want to see more. As Christian says, watching The Masked Singer um, and Julie watching Days of Our Lives. <laughs> both respectable choices. I have not seen... I somehow I've managed to avoid The Masked Singer. I don't quite know how. I watched American Idol back in the day, but that was my, my last dalliance with um, the, the, the singing, the, the singing shows. <laughs> you were indulging of, those, man. Um, I kind of watched The Masked Singer, or I would just kind of like pop in on it for like the first season. Then it seemed like they would have a new season like every month. And I was like, whoa, how... And now they've got like The <laughs> Masked Dance or something. Nice. Um, Ooh, that must be hard. Yeah, it, it, but it, it, I don't know. It, it seems fun, entertaining. Um, I was going to mention really quick that um, Richard was kind of in with me on this call. I had my interview today with Joel McHale. 
Joe McHale. Um, yeah, you know him from Community. Community. He's host of The Soup, and um, he's also on Stargirl. Uh, and so he I was trying to, I right. was like, I was trying to wrangle out of him some stuff about Stargirl because his character was like in the very beginning, he played Starman. Um, and I don't watch this. So I'm just like going based off of <laughs> Wikipedia, basically. And I, I, I found that. out that there was this twist where it's like, you think his character is dead, but then someone with his name shows up mysteriously. And it was so funny. We were on like two different wavelengths. I didn't know the show. He filmed the show, but I don't think he knew that the finale aired like a whole year ago in August. He's like, Mia, how do you know this information? How do you know I'm back? And I was like, I, I read it on Wikipedia. I don't really. You were there, man. You're on yeah. screen, man. So I tried to wrangle out, um, you know, maybe some teasers about season two for Stargirl, because I think that's coming up either in August or sometime really soon. Uh, but he's like, no, I'm there. And, you know, you'll you'll just have to to find out what happens to my character uh, when we return. So it sounds like that it's sounds really pretty good. It's pretty interesting. A character who it sounds like Reddit is saying like he faked his death or something and somehow that's going to shake up the whole universe. <laughs> he didn't mention the um, long rumored community movie did he i did i did ask him about that um and he he said it seems more plausible now i think maybe because That's of true. streaming networks and netflix and somebody was like they kind of at this point they need the funding for it it's like right. do you think you know with this demand now like someone or like netflix is going to pick up on that and be like hey we need to get a movie going now. Getting, like donald glover back um yeah. everything he's doing now <laughs> That's i don't be know it'll be pretty hard <laughs> You know uh, that, like, so, yeah. the sixth season of that show aired on, like, Yahoo streaming? Yeah, which was a I, didn't, thing. I didn't know that was a thing, yeah. That's I where the, I, I remember the, the quality was kind of, like, iffy after that. But I still enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed his character and the whole oh, ride yeah, was, was just, it was, so it was, a, it was such an awesome conversation. It was like, because uh, he's a comedian, so it was kind of like me being an improv class again. It was like I had to be on my toes for, like, every single question. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, I love him. He's great. Um, I also got a stump really quick before we go. For a couple of, I'm watching documentaries. I don't know, left and right lately on oh, HBO yeah. Max. They have, so many, <laughs> they have so many good ones. Alan V. Farrow, I finished. Really good. Really disturbing. I can't enjoy Woody Allen anymore, but it was a really good documentary. Um, Q Into the Storm. Again, great. The guys behind 8chan. Like, that's one of those stories that, like, you could not make this up. Oh, like, th God. these people are so... Uh, like you just wouldn't think someone would act this way. Like you, 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 you couldn't invent them. Yeah, the that folk one who were behind to this. List. <laughs> so it it was very interesting, and again, a little uh, disturbing, but in a different way. Like the banality of evil, kind of disturbing. And then finally, I just started watching um the crime of the century was about which is about the opioid crisis and the Sackler family and um and Purdue Pharma. Also really good. So, if you want a good documentary, HBO Max, man, is where wow. it's at. <laughs> I like documentaries. It's just, I like sitting and watching like a two-hour documentary. Like, there was the one that I think the Obamas produced about the the factory in Ohio and, oh, you know, no. the relationship with China. I really like that, but it's the series that gets me. I was like, I don't want to commit to this. I just want to see like two hours on a search subject and get it and get out. But See, like documentaries, those I can kind of put on in the background for some oh, reason. Really? Like that I allow myself to. Like, you know, writing emails or like, yeah. I don't know, folding laundry or doing this or something. Like that's really perfect for that for me. But I, I, I can't do that with like dramas or something for some reason. I don't know. I have yeah. a question to those. 
But yeah, I recommend all of those things. Anything else you want to mention to me before we wrap up for today, Wednesday, May 12th? Um, no, I think that is quite it. We've got to shake up on our show these next two weeks because <laughs> you and I will both be out at various times. <laughs> yeah, I'll be out next week because I'm getting my shot and I'm planned to be uh, convalescing. And then you'll be out the week after that. But we'll have replacements. We'll have some guests coming in here to sub. Show must I think go I missed on. exactly one I think I've missed the show one time in my entire show that I've been doing it when I was like yeah. literally in another country. So I don't do it lightly. <laughs> but I forgot about that trip. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. But yeah, you've got good attendance. You're getting your shot. So you're excused. I'm not going to write you up to the principal or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you um, either next week or the week after that. We're, we're, there are episodes on both those days, but um, we won't both be here both those days. In the meantime, you can watch us, listen to us in podcast form on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope we see you all soon. You have a lovely evening. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.